It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the great Jason Shear. We're going to talk a lot of Arizona football today. Jed Fish delivering on promises. Arizona basketball, we are going to hit hot and heavy on. We need to get into there. Uh, we already got the comments flying hot and heavy in here. We'll get to all those. But first, hello, Jason Shear. How are you? Hello, Michael. How are you? Nah, not too bad, dude. Uh, my uh, window is boarded up as we speak, so I am safe. Um <laughs> But uh, all right, we got a ton to get to this show. First and foremost, though, one of the things that you always see with uh, uh, Tucson construction after it takes 10 years longer than expected is the delivered is promised sign. Jed Fish comes in here and he is delivering things on promised as they speak. We're going to talk about the defense here for a second. By the way, for all you people out there, the back the A movement is strong. Look at this right here. TJ, B-Cat, Bear Down Cats 96. We appreciate all of you. Bear Down Rick, that's for you. But um, Sheer, I got to be honest with you. And we talked about this all offseason. With it's easy to be able to fulfill a promise, I think, on getting skill position players, or at least it's easier because there are a lot of them are a dime a dozen. You can find guys. What Jed Fish has been able to do on the lines, specifically the defensive line, and again, you haven't played great teams yet, has been incredibly impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not easy, you know, to basically say as a coach, we need to do this and we're going to go out and do it. And Jed Fish said when the season ended, um, even before it ended last year, he said, we need to get bigger on the, on the lines and defensive line. The first thing they do is they go out and they get bigger. And and some of the guys they added, people were skeptical on, you know, Tyler Manoa was a, a former offensive lineman that couldn't play at UCLA and, and he's played pretty well this season. And, um, they, he said, you know, we're going to rotate and people are like, Oh, I don't know about that. And, and they're rotating heavier than. Uh, a lot of teams in the country. He's delivered on on what he said defensively. The the tests are only going to get harder for from here on out. But uh, right now, he's he's delivering as promised. Yeah, let's talk about that D line. It is wild to me. You and I have sat through a lot of bad U of A football over the years. And when I say bad U of A football, I mean bad U of A football, where you had three linemen that were essentially our size out there. Now you look at it on the D line between Big Bill Norton. Our guy between Manoa, Tia Savea, Ty Ty Uyagalele. Then on the other side, you got Taylor Upshaw. Then you got Isaiah Ward. You got Deuce da- or excuse me, you got Deuce Davis behind all those guys. And then you, you know, your Jacob Kangaikas that are running third string right there who can play. Sheer, 
the overhaul has been incredibly impressive. Yeah, I mean, we, we've said it before, like, even last year, you would see an opposing team take the field in warm-ups, and they were just considerably bigger than Arizona. Right. Like, especially on the lines. Um, and, and a few years ago, forget it. It was just ridiculous. Uh, you know, when Arizona lost to NAU, NAU is just as big as Arizona, which is yes. horrible to say. Uh, that's not the case. I, I don't think Arizona will face a team this year that is bigger than them. Better, sure, but bigger, uh, no. I, and that's and that's something that's important where you're not already operating at a physical deficit before the game even starts. And it makes the life so much easier for dudes like or, uh, like Justin Flo, who we're going to get to in a second, Jacob Manu. When you've got big guys up front that are essentially able to take up blocks, sure, there's probably not going to be a, a dynamic pass rusher out there. I think Taylor Upshaw is probably going to have that Hunter Eccles role this year where he gets six or seven sacks. But if you can just keep if you just keep the offensive linemen off the linebackers and let them make plays, which they've been able to do the last couple of games, that is a nice little uh, nice little feather going forward there. Arizona's defense is built to funnel everything to the linebackers. So if the linebackers are leading Arizona in tackles, that's exactly what the defense wants. It's when you look and there's a safety leading Arizona in tackles or something like that. That means something went wrong. And, um, you know, the defensive line, like Bill Norton, isn't going to put up crazy numbers. Uh, Arizona nominated did Bill Norton for sheer. Did you say, did you say Bill Norton? Big Bill Norton, big Bill Norton, big Bill Norton. Uh, they nominated him for defensive lineman of the week. I think he only had one tackle. And the reason they did that is because they watched the film and he's just handling the entire thing. And right. so the numbers aren't necessarily going to show up on the defensive line, but they're all doing their job right now. Right. Jesse Johnson. Great question right here. Is the PAC 12 on par with the sec at this point? I say, I say it is. And this I think it's year, yeah. this year. Absolutely. Alabama not being very good is super weird. It's really weird when you see Alabama ranked like 15 and you're wondering exactly what's going on there. So, but again, we, we've got to, now let's talk about Justin flow here for a second. Brad rich. Great point. Justin flow, Spartan beast, leader of men, put all of those out there. Um, the whole, I, I understand you got to be good in pass coverage, but the whole Daniel Haimuli over Justin flow, this will stop. Correct. Yeah, it'll stop. I mean, I don't know what will happen when they face a team like Washington, for instance, that's going to, throw the ball all over the place. But I mean, you saw like against Mississippi state, they ran a wheel route or whatever with flow's guy and flow had no idea where he was. Um, right. The issue is you got away. Okay. That one play cost us, but he's also putting up 12 tackles a game and he's been awesome. Right. So they're kind of weighing that. And uh, it definitely sounds like the way they're weighing it is, you know what? We'll live with the bad. He's got to learn. Uh, he's too good right now to, to really take off the field. And again, that's one of those things you pick up one end of the stick, you pick up the other. But you know what? If part of the stick is a seven and a half and the other is a one and a half. Well, oh, that's a bad one. If part of the stick is a nine and the other is a two. Guess what? That still goes over five right there, my friend. Look at you. You like Look that one? Right there? So Very, all right. Okay. we got more back the A comments coming in, coming in hot and heavy right here. All right. Now. We need to talk also. We're going to move over to the offense here a little bit. Um, big part of this is with the offense, T-Mac. Now, our good buddy Justin Spears, we were trying to tell Justin last year that T-Mac is good. I'm just kidding. No, Justin knew that from day one. T-Mac is, di is a different animal. 
T-Mac, if there are 49 better receivers in the country or if there are five, I would like to see them. And I think the na- I think the nation is starting to get this game in and game out right here, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, look, it's he makes that one-handed catch. Uh, it's on Sports Center Top 10 and all that. And then Jaden Delora is like, yeah, he does it all the time. And Jed Fish is like, yeah, he does that in practice like every day. And like right. we're like, yeah, it's good, but he's done it before. Um, that's a sign of a ridiculous receiver. And we, we knew that he would break out this year. Um, it, you know, he's he's just – he's not guardable. Like, you, right. you really – yeah, he's too big, too strong, too fast. There's ways that you can slow him down, and and, and I'm sure we're going to see it coming up here soon. But um, he is absolutely one of the best receivers in the country. You know, Anthony Jamino made a rare good point. And to quote Jason Shear, I actually like Anthony Jamino. But uh, Jamino made a good point where he said, we're talking about J- Jacob Cowing. And I was always trying to figure out there was something about Cowing that – that separated him or that's for at least me separated him a little bit. And I could never really quite figure out what it was. I figured out what it is here. It's not that he's blazing fast, although he is fast. His burst from one to 10 yards is about as good as I've seen here at the U of A. And I would imagine it's about as good as there is in the country. His acceleration is top notch. Yeah. And the thing is he knows when to use it. Like if you, if you're a defensive back, you have to adjust very quickly to that. And once he's beat you or he's in the open field, he is he's very, very good. Um, I know his numbers aren't crazy this year yet, um, but, I mean, he had 10 catches last game, and I think they're going to open things up eventually a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's weird because you look at him and you're like, oh, he's just a, a 5'9 wide receiver. But then you watch him, and uh, that's a good point. It, it's his acceleration that really kind of sets him apart. So you agree that it's a good point as well, a rare good point by Anthony Jamino. We agree with this. Very rare, but yes. Very rare, but good. All right. Now, one place that you need to be going out here, ladies and gentlemen, Sheer and I have been telling you from day one, BetMGM. Here's the deal. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check the show notes for details. By the way, Sheer, we said when it was four and a half, you're taking easy money right here, Sheer. The PHNX Wildcats folks have listened to us, and the line went up to five at minus money. We still like over five. This is correct, Sheer. And look, we know it's not going to be easy, but we said this before. If you didn't back the A when things were tough, don't back the A now. All okay. right, let's hear the disclaimer from Shane Diefenbach. Great point, Sheer. Problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right. Yeah, appreciate that. Brad Rich right here with a great question right here. Brad, um, will Arizona have the most draft picks in the next draft that has ever had? Who goes the highest? What will be the highest? No, I think next year is going to be the year when you get a lot of those dudes because then you're going to have T-Mac. Jonas Savanea is going to be eligible, although you could have some dudes drafted this year. Obviously, you're going to have Jordan Morgan's going to be a high pick. You're going to have uh, Michael Wiley could be picked as well. Um, It'll be next year, though. 
Jacob Cowing will be picked, but it's next year, Brad Rich. You know what? Good things come to those who wait, especially those with two first names. But next year is going to be when it gets really interesting right there. Um, now let's talk about the offensive line. Going back and watching the film, um, this line's good. Again, I know that it's it's not like it's dominant, but the way that they can pull, the way that they can pass protect, Jet Fish was another thing that that was another thing that he was very uh, uh, apropos on before the season. That we're not used to seeing good offensive lines around here. We do see a good offensive line. Yeah, and what's crazy is when you think about it, Arizona's starting offensive line still hasn't been on the field. Like Raymond right. Polino, who should be back, he's cleared for contact and all that. I assume he'll start right away, but. Um, you know, Arizona went with Sam Lange the first game, then they switched it with Borjan. Jonas Avenae can basically play wherever he wants, and the offensive line has been awesome, especially in pass protection. Um, and, and, you know, it's there's depth there, like the fact that they can get a few injuries and, and there really hasn't been a drop-off. Um, you know, games are won on the line. The offensive line was a concern, and it's really not. And then shout-out to Brendan Carroll for for that coaching job. All right. You and I wondered before the season with Jonah Coleman. Um, was Jonah Coleman a workout warrior? We all saw the pictures. Or was Jonah Coleman actually good? Well, sheer Jonah Coleman is actually very, very good. And he has a burst that I didn't think that he had. I thought he was I thought he would be solid. But sheer you start looking at it and you, your board was talking about this a little bit. There's a little bit of uh, there might be some NFL potential to Jonah Coleman as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's interesting because he's – you almost feel bad for him because the running back room is so deep. Like, you could only give him so many carries. Wiley's going to be that number one guy. That's not changing. But then you got to get Speedy Luke. And then DJ Williams comes in and does well on his three or four carries. But Jonah looks to be in considerably better shape than he was last year. And he wasn't in bad shape. He is faster this year. Uh, when you watch him and compare the speed, I, I don't think – there's any doubt that he is a faster football player. We saw it on the big run. And the thing is, when you get him in the open field, uh, he's almost impossible to bring down with with one guy. He, he's the real deal. All right. Cosmic Contrarian keeps saying that he loves T-Mac, but falling down is his weakness. On these one-handed catches, he's getting blasted. I don't know where he's supposed to go after this. He was triple covered uh, and about to get rocked on the one-handed catch. I don't know where he's supposed to go. Um Maybe you could uh, follow up on that because I actually am a little curious about that. Um, no, but, I agree with him. T-Mac should never fall down. T-Mac should, should never fall down. Score. Now, stepping out of bounds against Mississippi State was a big boo-boo. He shouldn't have done that. That was a bad angle right there. I'll definitely give you that. Um, fam, our guy, Speedy Luke, getting more carries out there, Sheer, getting a little more touches. Again, we still don't need cowing fair catching every single kick return. We can have Fam out there doing that as well. Yeah, I don't get the punt return thing anymore. I know it's hard to return punts, but Cowling's just not going to return them. It, 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 it almost feels – I'm going to ask Jed about that. It almost feels like a strategy. Just like have them go in there, fair catch it, don't fumble it, so on. But um, they're using Speedy. I mean, maybe not as much as we want them to, but they're they're using him in the open field. They're giving him carries. They're giving him a series. He's doing well with it. Uh, you want to see him get a few more touches probably, see what he can do. We need to get Speedy some more touches, but again, he's got a little bit of a next-level burst there that I think that is uh, fairly rare to see. Now, Arizona then, we got Stanford coming up here. We're going to get into that here in just a second, but first, OGs. All right, Sheer, let me tell you about OGs right here. One thing about OGs is this. 
Check out our good friends at OG's Brands for Yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com. To find them at your local dispensary, you must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. Shear is 21 years or up, and he can enjoy these responsibly. This is true, Jason Shear, is it not? Uh, yes, I, I am 21. Okay. I just wanted to make sure on that one. Um, but Stanford, I expect Arizona to beat the snot out of Stanford. I think Stanford is absolutely terrible. And I think what you're seeing with Stanford is kind of a neglect from the the end of the David Shaw era where he essentially just stopped recruiting, stopped essentially doing anything. That is a hollow roster right there. I don't care if they're playing in Palo Alto or they're playing on the moon. Arizona should be able to blast Stanford. Stanford's a really – it's a weird team for Stanford. There is talent on that team. They have a, a good wide receiver, um, running back Emmett Smith's kid is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Urasek, the tight end, is one of the best in the country. What's crazy to say is their lines are awful. Right. Uh, their pass blocking grade, if you go to PFF, I was showing everyone yesterday because no one believed me. It is the third worst in the entire country. Think about it. Stanford. Stanford offensive line has the third worst passing grades in the country. It's just, it's crazy to say that's their weakness. There is some talent. It wouldn't surprise me if the game was a little weird early on, but it is absolutely a game that Arizona should win. Arizona needs to win this one just because Stanford again is not very, and Stanford is not very good. Um, Also, uh, if we could go to, I wanted to go backward real quick, Jacob Franklin. If we could pull up uh, by the numbers uh, from the uh, from previous game against UTEP, I'd like to show something right here. Sheer, this is uh, this is called domination. But the one thing that I like right here, only one turnover for the Wildcats. I am of the opinion now that if Arizona doesn't lose the turnover battle, they're going to be in it against pretty much every team that they go against. Yeah, the turnover was kind of lame because T Mac doesn't fumble. Right. Uh, probably won't happen again, but I mean, Arizona hasn't won the turnover battle for through the first three games. Right. Uh, it's been even, but it hasn't won that turnover battle. That was something that Jed was emphasizing yesterday in his press conference. If, if they can have games where they start having games where even if they turn the ball over once or the other team turns it over twice, like they have to start winning that turnover battle. If they do, they have a chance to win every single game that happens in. All right, speaking of a team that doesn't going to win the turnover battle much, Shira cannot wait to play ASU this year. This is going to be a very, very fun game. ASU is uh, quite a ways away from being – that was an awesome game right there, and we told people before you should probably take Fresno State to cover right there. Yeah, and, and what's funny is it's, what, three games in the season, and Kenny Dillingham is now the offensive coordinator. He took that away from Bo Baldwin. But you you texted me though, and this was a good another a rare good point. But it's a good point. Why why wasn't Dillingham the uh, uh, the OC the entire season or the entire year? That's what your thing is right there. And, and here's the thing that if you go back and you look at Bo Baldwin and what he did at Cal, and I realize it's at Cal, he has like historically bad offenses. I didn't like that hire at all for Dillingham. Um, it's just. It's bad timing. Like by the end of the year, if they're healthy and all that, they that defense is good. I'll credit that defense. They had eight turnovers and only allowed 29 points. That's wild. Um, but it, it, the wrong timing, man. They got USC this weekend. I think the spread is up to 34 right now. Those are the kind of losses. We saw it in the first year. Jed did a really good job of keeping the guys engaged in that first season. It is very difficult. If, if ASU goes out this weekend – and loses 50 to three. How does it react for the next game? 
Yeah, and I think that's going to be the I think that's going to be the real test sample. But again, it is something that is very fun to watch from afar. I'll put it on this. Yeah, it's and- funny because of all the crap that the ASU fans talked when Arizona was going through the, first, the the same thing year one under Jet Fish. Right, this is exactly what Arizona fans went through. This is exactly what Arizona fans went through, and we will not be nice to you when we play you at the end of the year. All right, MLS Central right here said Fish talked about uh, the returns on the radio once cowing for reliability and catching once Wiley for vision and the ability. So basically, you just don't want him to fumble the ball. You're essentially sacrificing any form of returning the. That's essentially what that says. Yeah, and then that's what I figured is they just say, look, go catch the ball, get, get us to field position that we deserve or whatever, and let's move on. All right, now we're going we're gonna to talk about teams. Now, Oh, all right, got to do this right here. Gunnar Maldonado. Gunnar Maldonado. Yeah. We've talked about Gunnar a great deal on this show. I still don't understand quite why he plays, but I've got to give him a lot. Got to give him a, a credit right there. The forced fumble, the return. It's a big time play right there out of Gunnar there, Sheer. That graded out to be the best tackling grade of his entire career mm-hmm. in that game. He, he played very well. I mean, I, I again, I think he's brutal in coverage. Uh, the one play where he got lost and he had no idea where he was, but it happened to be incomplete uh, was kind of funny. But he can hit. I, I don't think there's any doubt that when Gunner has a guy lined up, he's going to absolutely hit the crap out of him. And yep. and so against running teams, he he generally plays well. But yeah, I mean, all all the credit to him. I got to give him a going to give him a lot of credit. And the thing about his on the AZ Wildcats podcast is we enjoy being wrong here because you know what? If we're wrong, that means somebody else did probably something right right there by the way dalton johnson is another good one right there we probably haven't given enough credit for fish did shout him out yesterday not a bad player in the back end of that defense there scare yeah he's done really well i mean uh, he surprised me for sure i thought he'd be an average safety but um you know there's there's been games where he's played really well and i mean you look at it genesis smith played 18 snaps against utap he maybe his snap total increases uh, Arizona still doesn't necessarily have two, you know, uh, standout safeties. It's kind of a group, but if they can get solid play from each of those guys, it'll work. Ephesians had a biblical game, TJ. That's funny right there. I was listening to Jed during Jed during his presser yesterday when he was talking about how that was a big part of what they wanted to do, though. They will love having those two six four corners out there because they can high point. They can make up for mistakes out there if they get beat. And so far, so good. Ephesians Prysock, if you were to tell me that he's the best defensive prospect uh, on this uh, defense, I would not argue with you there, Jason Shear. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, you look at the way he's built and he'll put on some weight, really good kid. He, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't argue either. He's, he's an NFL player when you look at him. and uh, Takario Davis ha- has played well. Uh, Dylan Wyatt at his playing time, Arizona's corners have, have been pretty good this season. All right. Now we're going to look at, we got to talk a little bit about Colorado here because I believe that's going to be one of Arizona's wins, but first factor meal kits. You might look at some of these buff players out there and say, man, how did they get so buff? Well, a lot of the times they have meals ready to eat. Factor meal kits could possibly be a little bit of the, a little bit of the help right there. Here's the deal. Head to factormeals.com slash uh, PHN or PHNX Wildcats 50 and use code PHNX Wildcats 50 to get 50% off. That's code PHNX Wildcats 50 at factormealkits.com slash PHNX Wildcats 50 to get 50% off. Sheer, 
it's always important to have really good meals ready to rock and roll. That's where Factor Meal Kits comes into play. What chance do you give that some of these players are consuming Factor Meal Kits? Maybe like Big Bill Norton. Uh, 100%. And I, I just ordered some for my parents, actually. They're coming Is it next true? Sheer actually messaged me for the code, and the, I guess uh, he ended up using the ASU code. That's uh, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. Um, all right. Arizona, I believe Arizona is going to beat Colorado. Listen, Colorado is a great story. Love it. Um, and, you know, anybody that's got a problem with Dion, I don't understand really what your issue was. Um, but I also don't believe the Colorado is that good. They're, so, they're good, but I believe Arizona can absolutely beat Colorado, and I am putting that down as one of the wins for the Wildcats. Colorado's a weird team because they've absolutely find ways to win. Credit to them. I love Dion. I think he's awesome. But those lines are not good. Like the offensive line and the defensive line are not good at all. Um, you know, usually with Arizona, when you face a team like that, you're able to win. Arizona's built differently than a Nebraska or a Colorado State to be able to get into a possible shootout type of game. Uh, I, yeah, I think Arizona has a, a very good shot at winning that game. It does crack me up a little bit, and I know everybody's talking about it, but it's Colorado State making the huge deal about the sunglasses and all that, and then they're the ones that go with the cheap shot that uh, ends Travis Hunter for, and that was a cheap shot. I don't understand how he was not kicked out of the game, quite frankly. Uh, I don't know if there's a rule for it. What well, would it be? On the ground and then you spear him. That should be sportsmanlike conduct, but the rule says you need two of those, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know, but I thought that, that was. No, I agree with you, but in the NFL, he would have been out. That was about as Bush League a hit as ever. But Dion's also good for college football, right here. The question is this: Does Shadur stay or stick around for another year, and all these players then come back and they compete for a Big Twelve title? I just, I can't. You know, we were talking about. I, if you're Shadur, don't you have to go? Yeah, but your dad's your dad. You you already have. You already have a know, Dion. He's making, he's making stupid amount of money too already. Dion's worth probably what a hundred million dollars or something. I mean, I don't even know that you need that money at that point. I will um, say this: if if all those guys come back, if Shadora comes back, and I'm assuming they're going to have another big transfer class because that's kind of how they do things. Uh, yeah, they're going to be awesome. Next they're going to be awesome, and Shadur is the real deal. I think we can definitely say that at this point. He is he is absolutely fantastic. Loaded year for Pac-12 quarterbacks here, by the way. Um, Washington. Let's get to Washington here for a few minutes, and we're going to get to some Arizona basketball because we got to talk a little Arizona basketball, as we promised the folks. Um, Washington, I think, is a very tough game for Arizona. Washington and USC are the two games to me that uh, I just don't know how Arizona is going to stop them. I think Arizona is going to be able to put up some points, but Washington and USC are the two games that worry me, Sheer. Everybody else, I can easily see Arizona winning. Not saying they will, but these are the two games that I think are going to be problems. I think you can make a very real quick case. Everyone talks about USC. I think you can make a very real case that Washington is actually the best team in the conference. As a matter of uh, fact, that's exactly where I was going with that there, Sheer. Yeah, like I, I think, I mean, the, the quarterback never gets touched. The, the wide receiver group is is as good as it gets. The running backs do their job. The defense is solid. Um, you know, again, they're another team where I want to see them play someone with a pulse. But, uh, I mean, they're good. You could just you, There's teams where you can watch them even when they're not playing someone great and say, man, that team is really good. And that's right. Washington. Yeah. All right. Um, 
All right. Uh, Brad, uh, Brad Rich, the great Brad Rich right here says the ejection should come with some sort of intent or malice caveat. There was definitely malice right there when they're on that hit. So if that is what you're going with, that's what I would go with as well. I would have booted him out of the game, Sheer, and he would have been out for the next half of the uh, the next game as well. That's what I would do. Yeah, it was a dirty play. I mean, there's there's just no doubt about it. And, you know, it, to take Hunter out of the game, and, and now he misses the Oregon game, and uh, who knows when he'll be back. I mean, they have Oregon and USC and then ASU. So he could be back in a month. I mean, they're not going to win these next two games. ASU, they don't need them. It could be a month before he comes back. All right. Cosmic Contrarian, not very, not back in the A very much in this chat. Washington, way too good, way too much talent. Should be a two-touchdown win for the Dogs. I hope you are wrong, Cosmic Contrarian, right there. But overall, Sheer, before we get to a little bit of hoops, um, Jed Fish delivered his promise, man. It's uh, very rarely do you see coaches come through with their promises. And from what he said he was going to do on the offensive side of the ball to the defensive side of the ball through three years, it's been pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, look, it, and, and I understand there needs to be wins and all that. It's kind of the shame that the Pac-12 is so good right. this year um, because, like, if this was last year, I would say Arizona is a lock for a bowl game. But um, he laid out his plan when he was hired, and we're going to build the offense. We're going to build the defense. We're going to go from there, and, and he's done it. All right, now let's talk a little bit of uh, let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball. Now we got to get to this. The thing that's difficult about covering the Tommy Gun when it comes to recruiting is it's not like it's Sean Miller, where Sean Miller's recruiting fourteen guys and then he tells Sheer behind the scenes who they're recruiting, and then you can start breaking it. Tommy Lloyd is very close to the vest, but we do know Emmanuel Steven. I think this is pro- he uh, put down his top five, uh, big time big man, obviously out of Phoenix. Um, plays with uh, Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant. He would be an awesome addition to the recruiting class right there. And quite frankly, the kind of player, especially up front, that Arizona could probably use to a certain extent. Um, again, a little bit more athletic, a little longer, a little bit different than the uh, the uh, Mount Crevices of the world, who we will get to. Yeah, he's not a big scorer, but he is really good defensively, blocks a ton of shots, uh, narrowed his list to five. I would say Arizona, Michigan, and USC are probably the three schools uh, at the top of that list. But he's the guy where he would fit in defensively right away. Um, I don't want to compare him to Coloco because they're different types of players a little bit. But the kind Not of player where – No. No, because he's going to come in. His offense is going to be great. But you hope in a few years um, his offense you know, comes around and all of a sudden you got a guy that can dominate on both ends of the floor. So – um, he's a guy where where I would expect whatever school he goes to, he's going to contribute defensively right away. Red blue game too. Yeah, yeah, he'll be there, and and you know I'm sure they. I think Hudson Greer is going to be there. I'm sure they'll have others down there as well. Uh, but he's a guy where where I absolutely think Arizona uh, has a real shot at landing. You know what's interesting about uh, Tommy Lloyd's recruiting for this uh, this coming cycle is generally you have a really good idea about who's going to be on the team, who's not going to be on the team the following season. Almost all of these players here can come back, which is wild to think about. Obviously, Boswell can come back. Bradley can come back. Pella can come back. Caleb Love can come back. Uh, Philly B can come back. Um, joking aside – Almost all these dudes can come back, and you bring in Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant. And outside of Caleb Love, I don't know who for sure would be going. I know that Kylan Boswell's camp wants him to, in the NBA, but just because you want to be in the NBA doesn't mean that you're going to be in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, there's a very real chance that Arizona opens up 
not this season, but the season after as a preseason top five team pushing for number one, depending on who else comes back, because uh, it favors the teams that have guys coming back. Arizona, when you look at the roster, clearly will have a bunch of contributors coming back. They're adding talent as well. Um, this thing feels like it's building for two years from now, but we'll see. Sheer, we got a bone to pick with you, though. Have the new 24-7 rankings come out yet? Uh, yeah, I, look. Sheer? Sheer? Come on. Well, I think Bossy gave a very good explanation. People have to realize, first of all, Jamari Phillips dropped three spots, right? Not exactly. But we added two guys to the rankings. So really, he only dropped one spot because we added Jaden Quaintance reclassified and then Cooper flagged it also. So why did he drop one spot? I don't know. Is there anything you can do to change this? Uh, no, and that doesn't sound like you want to either. But if you're saying to yourself, I'd like to go watch these guys next season, but I don't know exactly where I'm going to go or where to find these tickets. Game time is where it's at right here. Download the game time app, create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code for PHNX $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. That's where you're going to want to see it right there. Sheer, is there a way that we can petition to get these rankings changed? Uh, I will go to the absolute top of the ladder to make sure that they get changed. They won't be changed, but I will put in the effort. All right, Five of Kind Media, that's why you're a smart guy because we were about to get to that next. Gilbert Arenas' son is ranked number four in the entire uh, 2026 class. Um, Elijah Arenas is a monster. Um, From what I've heard, Arizona is doing well with him, but this is definitely going to be one that's going to be played out because Gilbert Arenas likes Gilbert Arenas' brand. This probably won't be something that is going to uh, be decided soon, but Arizona, obviously one of the early offers, is going to be right in there for him and would love to have him. Yeah, they went and stopped by and saw him last week. Uh, I think everyone did. Um, yeah, Arizona is going to be right there for him, but this I, this isn't going to be an early commitment because, like you said, Gilbert's. I mean, he's going to listen to the G League. He's going to listen to everyone. Uh, it, it's going to be one of those types of recruitments, but – I absolutely expect Arizona, not necessarily to land them, but they're going to be right there in the end with everybody else. They're going to be right there. And on top of that, too, also in 2027, Jason Gardner's son, I think, is coming close to a U of A offer as well. I do believe that uh, that will probably play out through this freshman season. But how cool is that, though? Gilbert Arenas and possibly Jason Gardner's kids playing together, backing the A, possibly. Yeah, if you ever need confirmation that you're old, this is when it starts to happen. When the guys that you watched when you were younger, now you're watching their sons. Yeah, you're watching their sons and you're saying, man, U of A's got to offer these dudes. All right, (laughs) now let's talk a little bit about uh, current roster news. I know you've heard the same thing. I don't care. Listen, we both like Umar Ballo a great deal, leader of men, Umar Ballo. Montias Crevis is playing 15 plus minutes per game this year right now, and it could be more, probably not a ton more, but through uh, what you saw in the overseas trip and what he's been doing in practice is exactly what he's been, uh, he's been billed as the coaching staff. I even, I think this coaching staff is even a little bit surprised by how good he is. First off, when I pulled up to Mikhail yesterday for the jet fish presser, Umar was in front of me. And he was walking to McHale, and he he looks to be in better physical shape. I know he's not running on a basketball court, but he has lost weight. So, 
That is a positive. Uh, Crevis is the real deal. I, it's funny, uh, you know, I, I, I got, I, I was talking to, I was talking to Tommy over the <laughs> summer and uh, he, I, I said, you know, he's a true center. And he goes, well, what does that mean? I go, well, he plays like a traditional center role. He goes, no, he's just a really good basketball player. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just watch. And right. he was right. Like he is legitimately yeah. good. Um, I still think he's more of like a traditional center, uh, but it doesn't matter what you call him. He's just, he's good at his position and he's a good basketball player. He's a good basketball player. And you know that the second that, uh, the second that um, Umar Bala was out of here. And again, we don't want Umar Bala. We want, want leaders of men out of here or out of here. We want leaders of men here <laughs> as long as possible. But Crevis is going to be a multi-year starter at the U of A. And I think what's exciting about Crevis too is you watch him and he's not necessarily this new NBA type model. So it's not like it's going to be somebody that is going to have NBA scouts salivating for him immediately. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy where the international guys you feel, unless they're kind of like unicorns, like guys that are just, you know, uh, like Modest Buzelis, for instance. Right. They're going to be in college for multiple years because even though, like like you said, Crevis is going to be really good, but there's no NBA teams dying to draft a traditional center. Right. So it's, it's, it's the decision that we talk about, you know, where does he go to the NBA and play whatever does he go international or does he just wait and play college and make some nice nil money these international players are not in a rush to go to the nba they're raised much differently in their approach to basketball than the other guys who are like i'm only going to college for a year because i have to ready or not i'm going to the nba uh the international guys generally speaking are much different do you think mount crevis has been to circle k because he saw the k up there and he wondered if the circle was in reference to him i would assume that's kind of where we're at. We're assuming that he goes to Circle K and then we work backwards from there if he's not. Here's the deal, though. Join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for all the details right there. Mount Crevis right there. Speaking of K's, I know you've heard the same thing. I don't know what role it's going to be, but KJ Lewis continues to impress behind the scenes. Um, and... I don't know if it's going to be kind of that role where he plays 12 minutes one game and then maybe plays four or five, but this dude's coming and even coming back from their Middle East trip, he's he, he's going to be a problem, Sheer, and he's going to be a problem sooner than later. Apologies now or later. Can we start? <laughs> can we start oh, the my bad KJ Lewis movement like the my bad Pella movement? Well, let's wait until games, like real games, at least, and then I'll be ready. But. Uh, yeah, I'm curious where where his role comes from, what it is. Not necessarily because of him, but more because of the other guys on the roster. You know, you can't give everyone minutes, so where are his minutes coming from? Because Arizona's guard heavy. Um, you know, do they – you know, I see him as a guy where it's, you know, we need some energy, we need some defense, some athleticism. Let's put KJ in there to kind of spark things up a little bit. Uh, that's the role I kind of see him getting, but um, I don't know. And, and And this is what you were talking about before where – I don't know how much KJ is going to play in year one, but I guarantee you in year two, he's going to play quite a bit. Man, just thinking about that, thinking about that 24-25 lineup where you talked about where you've got where you've got KJ Lewis, Shamari Phillips, Carter Bryant, and theoretically another guy or two out there. I mean, Jaden Bradley will be back, obviously. Then, you know, Pella Larson or Caleb Love could be back as well this is a team that very much has a feel of a preseason number one or two or three ranked team in the country there, Skier. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on who comes back. Like, if the majority of these guys come back, they're absolutely a preseason top three. Yeah, we like, and we like to hear that right there. Also, um, oh, Wanakin, get out of here with that stuff. Um, all right, now, this is also a great time to become a PHNX diehard. All right, and here's what you do. You can get all kinds of really good deals right now. You can get discounts on merch. You can get discount or you can get all kinds of stuff through the uh through the uh the the website as well. Again, check it out and you can get also to events reserve your tickets for free to our uh, phnx cardinals away game watch parties join us every away game at the bet mgm sportsbook at state farm stadium for tickets raffles prizes you name it they got it and we have the tap and bottle watch parties coming back up this week very excited for it. Love to see all you down there. Kenny Abbey, the great Kenny Abbey will be signing autographs. Maybe we could get uh um, well, Emoy won't be able to show up. Maybe we could even get Emoy to show up in sign autographs. Emoy's been out in the wild, uh, according to the account there, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we there's legends that watch this. That's what it comes down to. Emoy, Kenny. I mean, what more do you need? What more proof do you need that the back DA movement is as strong as ever? It's as strong as ever. And on top of that, too, Bruce Pascoe, I so badly want to talk about this, but I will not talk about this because I like Bruce Pascoe so much. But Sheer, thanks for letting me in on that information. You're welcome. The the people are speaking about it. Hopefully uh, someone is able to break this big news regarding Bruce in the near future. This actually is a very funny story, but you know what? Sometimes, Sheer, we've had it before where you got to sit on a scoop and you just can't break it because you don't want everybody out there. This is a good story, though. Hopefully it is broken at some point soon. All right, sure. Are you going to be at uh, the Keyshaw Johnson, Jaden Bradley uh, uh, media availability? Uh, I am not. (laughs) I have the wonderful experience of going to an orthopedic surgery with my mother, but uh, I will. I've got people on the ground. Don't worry, Sheer. I'll be there as well. I mean, your right-hand man, Scott Schlittenhart. By the way, you edited out his speed, his fam remark, and you never put it Oh, I did. I, I told you I would put it back in. I will. I will. I will put it back in. Can you go back retroactively and change this article back to fam? I will, 100%. I'll do it right, All right now. So two, uh, Brad Rich put it very well. Dion backs the A. We agree on that very much. Um, and you see, uh, let's you see Chip Kelly backing the A today. Dude, Chip Kelly said we should be ranked. Chip backs the A. Dude, Chip backs the A. And by the way, before we sign off, Ray Anderson definitely backs the A. I don't know how I missed that. Sheer, do you want to explain what happened? Because you saw it before I did. Uh, So basically, Ray Anderson, while everyone's saying that they want him dead, uh, decided that the only thing that he would do is go on social media and like a Scotty Graham tweet that said, bear down. (laughs) So... That's what we like about Ray Anderson. Secretly, Ray Anderson is back in the A. We agree on this. All right. Before we sign off, where can they find you? Where can they find you doing all your damage? Uh, Wildcatauthority.com, at Jason Shear on Twitter, in the Wildcat Scoop podcast with Shelby. All right. We got a fun week coming up here. We got Dennis Dodd tomorrow. We got Yogi Roth after that. And then we're trying to get uh, Chris Gronkowski later in the week as well. So... (laughs) <laughs> Look at me pulling out all the resources. Yeah. All right. Appreciate all of you guys. Sheer best of luck at the orthopedic appointment right there. Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. All of you back in the A right there. We will be back with you tomorrow, 1230 with Dennis Dodd. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.